In journalism, the internet has changed everything. Deadlines are now five minutes ago, and the distance between journalists and their readers has shrunk. Catherine Murphy, political editor of Guardian Australia, has been part of that transformation as digital news has swept the Canberra Press Gallery. Her new book, On Disruption, charts the change and what it might mean. I spoke to Catherine Murphy last week about the book and the path forward for political journalism in the digital age. Catherine Murphy, when you started in the Press Gallery in 1996, what was the average day for a journalist like? (laughs) Well, quite a lot different to the average day in 2018. In 1996, and I'm talking here about the life of a print journalist as opposed to a journalist who uh, works for radio uh, or for television. For print journalists in 1996, uh, we came into work sort of in the middle of the morning. Uh, Then we set about the business of gathering our material for a publication the next day. So we would work, you know, quite obviously purposefully, make a lot of calls, monitor events that were going on then and there, try and find out facts that nobody had yet stumbled across so that we could break stories. And then by the end of the day, we filed those stories in a great big rush. Uh, We sort of started hitting the keyboards somewhere between five and six o'clock at night and uh, the stories went in to uh, be laid out for the paper and sub-edited uh, somewhere between, say, 6 o'clock and 9 or 10 o'clock, and depending on whether you worked for broadsheets or for uh, tabloid publications, as I did at that point, Australia's leading financial tabloid, uh, the Australian Financial Review, uh, your deadlines would be somewhere between 10pm, final deadline hut, the hard cut-off would be between 10pm and midnight. And uh, then obviously the stories would be laid out, published uh, in a print newspaper. The trucks would take the print newspapers out, roll them up, uh, send them to the newspaper, or the news agencies, and they would thud on everybody's lawn, basically at uh, dawn the next morning. So uh, cutting a long story short, we would file, basically we would communicate with readers once every 24 hours. We would speak to them. Obviously, I would, you know, we would all file three or four stories often, but we would only speak to them once every 24 hours, as opposed to now, where we speak to them constantly. And what does the day look like now as political editor of Guardian Australia? <laughs> it looks busy uh, much of the time, particularly when Parliament sits. So, what's happened in the 10 years, uh, what I've just described, the working environment I've just described is the first 10 years of my career. Then the next 10 years of my career uh, have been uh, on the other side of the digital disruption, and that means the onset of the internet. Now, what the internet has meant is that we've gone from speaking to readers once every 24 hours to speaking to them constantly throughout the day. There's much more live coverage, Uh, There's coverage of breaking news when it happens. Uh, The opinion cycle is much, much faster. Often people, uh, a policy is no sooner announced than everyone's out having opinions about it. So my day now, uh, I basically wake up about 6.30 in the morning. Um, I take myself out for a walk and then I plug into the matrix, which I, I, that's, that's, what a joke, I plug into the world at large at 7am. Uh, I work out what things we need to deal with immediately, what stories we've missed uh, overnight or, or 
what breaking news we need to catch up on. Uh, I'm at my desk by 8am. Uh, I file usually three, four stories a day, uh, sometimes with commentary, uh, and then I rarely leave my desk in the evening before 8 or 8.30 at night. So the day is longer than it used to be, and I talk to readers much more frequently than I did during the print era. You've previously written about whether politics has become a hostile environment for humans. Has political journalism become a hostile environment for humans? <laughs> well, Jasper, I appreciate the, the great sympathy that's, uh, that's sort of implied in this interview because uh, I think a lot of listeners will think, oh, well, journalists have, uh, have experienced work intensification. Well, who cares? Uh, you know, so, so is everyone. And that's absolutely right. Journalism, of course, is not the only industry that has been radically uh, changed by the impact of technological disruption. It would be silly to conclude otherwise. A lot of workers across the Australian economy are experiencing this disruption in different ways. And I think one consistency across that is work intensification. So is journalism hostile territory for humans? Uh, well, some days it is. Yes, it is. Uh, I feel some days that my head might explode, to be perfectly honest. There's so much information uh, coming coming at us, and we are also turning around that information more or less in real time. And that's obviously a very taxing and tiring thing to do. Uh, but is it hostile territory for human beings uh, to the point where I think I need to go and work in a dress shop? Well, not at this stage, no. I think it's manageable, but you do have to take steps to uh, to deal with that real saturation that, that you feel when you're working in as content a rich environment as I work in. You've got to take steps, basically, not to have your head explode, not to go crazy, You've got to be active uh, in managing yourself too so that uh, what you're producing it remains of value to readers, that it's not <laughs> that it's written in English, <laughs> that, it's, that it's accurate uh, and, uh, and that it adds some value of some type. So, you know, whatever it is, uh, walks in the countryside, bit of meditation, putting Beyonce very loudly through your headphones, whatever it is that makes you centred in, in a very busy life, well, then I think a lot of people have to invest in that as well. And who stands to benefit from all of this disruption? Is it the readers because they have a chance to participate in a much richer dialogue with journalists now? Or is it the political machine itself feeding this cycle? Well, it's, it's, there, are, there are swings and roundabouts with digital. Uh, there are benefits as you say, uh, and I think there are some divided benefits to, uh, the, to, to, to digital as opposed to print, which is a very static form. One is uh, that information is obviously conveyed to the readers as quickly and as conveniently as possible. The other thing that you've touched on is uh, the relationship between journalists and readers, which is fundamentally transformed as a consequence of technology. In the print days, uh, readers took a long time to find you and uh, there was only snail mail kind of means of communication with you. Now, journalists exist almost in a partnership, really, with uh, people in the community, people who are online, people who are participating in comments, threads on articles, 
who are talking to journalists on social media. I think that's a good development. I think the redrawing of the relationship between the journalist and the reader is one of the great pluses of the digital era because it makes for a much more vibrant, connected conversation and it creates a tangible bond between a journalist who is, at, 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 at their essence, a public servant and members of the public. That's that's a that's a positive, I think, about digital. But in terms of who benefits, well, there are also flip sides. Uh, with the the kind of torrent of information coming in the way or coming to news consumers of all types, that can be very saturating, numbing, dulling, uh, because the 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 content cycle has sped up. Also, the conflict cycle has sped up because. The essence of news is conflict, particularly political news. And by that, I don't mean some constructed conflict. I just mean it's a battle of ideas. That's that's my coalface. I'm I'm kind of standing at the front line of the battle of ideas, and so that is a very contested process. Now, because information flows much more quickly and reaction flows much more quickly, the environment that gets presented to news consumers of all types is an environment of near ceaseless conflict. And I think uh, readers can step back and switch off from that because it becomes a bit much, not to put too fine a point on it. Uh, the environment also becomes complex for journalists to navigate because there are so many communications channels. Uh, politicians have much more means, I suppose, uh, of not only manipulating the news cycle but also communicating with uh, voters themselves. And... It's quite it's quite a difficult line to walk as a journalist these days. Uh, you've you've sort of got to. I've been saying this a little bit in the interviews I've done for this uh, for this small book. You've sort you've got to be very self aware. You've got to practice very self aware journalism because it is possible for political uh, protagonists to pick up this great apparatus and try and use it to their advantage. We saw that. Uh, spectacularly in the presidential uh, election campaign in the United States that led to the election of Donald Trump. Uh, and we see it uh, on sort of more modest scale in Australia quite a bit, where politicians who are intent on narrow casting, speaking to a particular audience, find the disrupted media environment uh, or find many opportunities in the disrupted media environment to do that. And we need to be aware uh, as journalists that uh, we're, all, we're only ever a heartbeat away from being played. Has that meant that the very task of the political journalist has changed rather than being part of that communication channel to being a more interpretive uh, role in that ecosystem? I think political journalists have always played an interpretive role in the ecosystem. I don't think that's new. I don't think we're, we're sort of moving into... Uh, brand new territory with the sort of journalism we're practising and those of us who are refugees from the print era try and impose the print values in the current environment. So I don't think it's a massive step change in the role of a political journalist, but I think that there are challenges in the current environment that require an extra degree of attentiveness. Uh, I think, you know, if we sort of step ourselves back to the print era when uh, there was there was more time to think and assemble and to determine in the print news cycle what was important versus what is new, uh, then the, the filtering process worked more effectively in the print era. Uh, now that the, 
now that the, the, the digital era has descended and the currency of the digital news cycle is what is new, which may or may not be important at the end of the day, I think journalists have to, uh, in a way, sift and filter uh, more carefully, but under way more time pressure. So um, perhaps, you know, we don't sift as effectively as we can not because we don't want to, but because you've got this sort of coexistent time pressure that didn't used to exist in the past. So I don't think it's, the job is radically different, but the conditions in which the job is being done are. You write in, a, in On Disruption that there's now less churn, a bit more steadiness and a bit less frenzy. Is the disrupted future actually a bright one? Well, too soon to say. Jasper, I think. Uh, I think there is certainly, we're in a very important phase. I think we've had 10 years of trying to uh, master a whole new way of doing journalism in full public view. I think what happens in this settling phase over the next 10 years is very important for journalism in a number of ways. Over the next 10 years, we're going to see whether it's whether the commercial business model for journalism can can be rebooted in a new in a new environment. We're going to see news organisations, I think, becoming more proactive in understanding and in uh, the, the fatigue of their readers. And we're already seeing that playing out with those conditions you described, which is less churn, bit more steadiness a little bit less inclination to chase every rabbit down every rabbit hole. Uh, we're in a period of, of consolidation, uh, but, you know, sadly, with all technological disruptions, you don't get perfect consolidation periods because things will change around you. But we are in a period of consolidation that I think is very, very important to uh, whether journalism, as, as we want it to be, survives this transition or whether it doesn't. Now, I wish I had a crystal ball. Uh, I wish I could tell you uh, what I'd be telling you in 10 years' time about uh, how we've kind of come to the tail end of this process, but sadly I can't. All I can do is keep showing up, keep doing the job, keep applying the basic values of journalism as best I can and hope for the best. That was Catherine Murphy, the political editor of Guardian Australia. On Disruption is published by Melbourne University Press and is available now.